0: The Blaze Radio Network.
1: On demand.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka. My uh, former colleague, Alex Epstein, who is the CEO of the Center for Industrial Progress, the number one defender of the energy industry in the United States, the only energy industry that really matters, uh, the fossil fuel industry. So, uh, hey, Alex, how are you doing?
1: It's good to be here. I'm glad I got promoted to CEO. I'm actually, president. So it's but it's good to get a promotion. Well,
0: since you don't have a CEO, then uh, you know why not? What the hell? Or maybe All you do right, have I'll a CEO. It. I don't even know. I hope I didn't demote anybody else. <laughs> no, we're good. So, so you actually, um, so you actually went out there and um, and watched Al Gore's latest movie. I mean, we've been talking for the last hour about truth about what is truth and how to evaluate truth. So in terms of this new, uh, inconvenient truth part two, is there
1: any truth in the movie? Well, I wish I had heard, heard the discussion, because I think that's definitely the right question to ask in advance. And it's, it's really remarkable how people don't ask in advance of a documentary, what would it mean for this to be true? What, what kinds of arguments would I expect Because I've read a lot of the reviews and they all say, well, I'm sure Al Gore is right on the facts, but, you know, this scene wasn't cinematography, whatever the adverb there, you know, is not perfect or something like that. But they don't ask, well, what would it mean to be true? And so I take what they mean as truth as, well, he showed me some pictures and and videos and the pictures and videos in some form happened, but that's not the relevant form of truth for our purposes because our purposes in watching a movie like this are to determine what is the right policy going forward on energy, given that fossil fuel is the leading source of energy in the world, 85, which produces 85% of the world's energy, also emits CO2, which has some sort of impact on climate. So what truth would mean would be giving us the full context. Yes. With a lot of careful analysis of both what are the benefits of going forward with fossil fuels and what are the risks? And on the flip side, what are the benefits, if any, of Al Gore's policies of outlawing 80 plus percent of fossil fuel use? And then what are the risks of those? But instead, all he does is present the positives of his policies and presents no negatives. So the the product is, is worthless
0: and and even if if you put aside even the policy issues, um, is he presenting enough evidence to even suggest that his perspective on the science is even true?
1: Uh, no, and, and I'm glad you asked that that question. So one one sub so if the big question is what's the whole picture in terms of benefits and risks, then a subset of that has to do with scientific evaluation of what happens when you put more CO2 in the atmosphere. And what you would expect from that would be to, for example, if you're claiming that there's been dramatic warming, you would show how much warming there was. And then you would also show the impact of that on human life. And all of those statistics exist. Uh, so there's no reason for Gore not to cite them. They are the relevant form of truth in this context.
0: And in the movie, he doesn't but, cite them?
1: No, he doesn't give you any specifics on how much warming there's been. Mm-hmm. And he certainly doesn't give any specifics on how many climate-related deaths there have been. Because if you look at the actual trends, what we have is a historically mild, not particularly interesting amount of warming, despite record increases in fossil fuel use. And we have a record low number of deaths from climate, which is what really matters from a human perspective. So we've gone from, from population-adjusted 10-plus million deaths in the 30s, multiple years, to last year, 6,114 recorded climate-related deaths, which illustrate that there's no significant problem of having 0.01% more CO2 in the atmosphere, but there's an enormous benefit of having industrial progress to protect us from the naturally dangerous climate.
0: Yeah, so talk a little bit more about this. I, I think this is a fascinating point about uh, deaths from weather and, uh, and what, what that means. And what, and the fact that they ignore it, what does that say about this standard of evaluation? Um, y- y- I mean, you you make this great point about how deaths from climate have declined dramatically. Elaborate on that.
1: This is a fascinating issue because I remember when I was working at the Ayn Rand Institute, I remember learning about this myself. And even though, obviously, objectivism is the most pro-human philosophy imaginable, I realized that I myself, when looking at the climate issue, was too focused on how much are we impacting climate and not what is the impact on life. Whereas if we think about it, the only thing that matters about impacting climate is impact on human beings. And we could be impacting it positively, or we could be impacting it a little bit negatively, but negatively for humans, and the positives would far outweigh that. And I remember uh, this learning from uh, Keith Lockett, who works at ARI, uh, of this guy, Inder Goklani, who, who publicized the the data, which is from this nonpartisan international agency, the International Disaster Database, this data on what has happened to deaths from climate over time. So this is storms and floods and heat and cold and all, all these things that Al Gore supposedly wants to protect us from. And there was this incredible stat that those deaths had gone down by a rate of 98 uh, percent from the 30s, which is the, the time where they have any kind of decent data. Uh, to the present. And this was really shocking, even to me. And then I realized, oh, wait, I haven't been thinking of it from a pro-human perspective. I was sort of assuming that, well, if we're impacting climate, then this area, it can't be getting better. But I didn't, I wasn't thinking of it in terms of, well, from a pro-human perspective, nature doesn't give us a safe climate that we make dangerous, gives us a dangerous climate that we need to make safe. And fossil fuel use powering industrial development and protecting us from climate that turns out to be an enormous driver of climate safety. So it's not just that fossil fuels help us you know, get more electricity and run our refrigerators, which, which is true, they do. It's also that they help us, they help protect us from climate. So their alleged biggest problem is actually one of their biggest accomplishments.
0: So how do they help us protect, how do they protect us from climate? How do fossil fuels make it possible for us to reduce the number of deaths from a hurricane or for, from a tornado?
1: Well, let, let's take it by what are the most significant forms of death historically. So the most significant form of death historically is definitely drought. You know, and drought basically yeah. means you don't get the water that you expected to. Well, it's not that putting more CO2 in the atmosphere has led to you know, nature magically giving us water when we want it. But through industry, what we can do is we can do two core things. One is we can take naturally dirty water and make it clean so we can use it to grow our crops and do all kinds of other things. And we can take naturally unavailable water from remote locations and bring it where we want it. So that means if no matter what's going on in nature, we have increasingly the ability to, in effect, negate the drought by bringing water to the place where nature, in effect, wanted there to be a drought. So you have these statistics where 99.98, you have a 99.98% decline in the relative drought in the rate of drought-related deaths, it's it's just that staggering. So just for for that one thing, the fossil fuel industry, by powering the machines that do all these things, by powering the development, has done this enormous service, and of course they've been given no credit.
0: Yeah, no, that that's staggering. I mean, we had a uh, I mean, we had a uh, drought supposedly here in Southern California. Didn't really affect anybody's life. Yeah, you wanted your lawns a little bit less. Why? Because fossil fuels powered pumps to provide us with water from all kinds of different places uh, including desalination including recycling water technology is amazing in that way and and you know i think this is probably the most important point about the whole climate change debate people fixate on on temperature changes but this point about safety and about technology making it possible and technology driven by fossil fuels that's why nobody else but Alex makes, and it's, it's such a crucial – it's probably the most important point. The Blaze
1: Radio Network.
0: On Demand.